What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee.com welcome to episode 146 of star wars and scotch it's kevin it's tim and we are talking about ahsoka episode six and there is a lot to talk about there's a good one it was a doozy but before we get into it, uh, I would love to uh, mention that Tim and I are both enjoying some delicious King's Coast coffee this morning. So King's Coast coffee, boom, look at that. This beautiful tumbler. Tim's got it in his Gators mug over there. I do. The Gators won against Tennessee, so. And you have uh, you a uh, cold brew, I saw? Um, it's it's like a latte. It was mm. just espresso over some milk. I, did the, I have a little frothing wand, so mm-hmm. like I've been frothing up my espresso just to kind of make it fluffy. Ooh, fluffy espresso, which uh, fluffy which espresso. roast? Um, I, there is only Bowbreaker. There is I like only... I like Countach, but I mean like Bowbreaker is the superior. It's so, funny because I met someone uh, over the weekend who swears by Countach, so that was interesting. Maybe they haven't experienced Bowbreaker yet. Mm, there you go, person that I met over the weekend. Um, but uh, make sure you head up to KingsCoastCoffee.com. We got the the last remnants of the. Uh, Warframe roast. So I've heard uh, nothing but good things about it. Yeah, yeah. So go grab that before it is all gone forever and goodbye. Um, and uh, we're heading into spooky season, and you know we love ah. to do some stuff for spooky season. So make sure you head over to kingscoastcoffee.com. The only thing I will say about GCX is that you should probably start paying attention to socials in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, mm-hmm. nod, nod. Mm-hmm. That's all you get. And with spooky season around the corner, Although most of you started celebrating on September 1st. And once again, I will say, don't talk to me when I put my Christmas tree up on November 1st. You understand me? Because you all started this pumpkin 
spooky Halloween crap on September 1st. Don't yell at me. But with spooky season around the corner, uh, you should probably pay attention, pay attention to Lab 77. Lab 77. Make yeah. sure you pay attention right around the oh, corner. Making sure the autofocus is working. My camera looked blurry this morning. Doesn't look blurry. Oh, you get to look at my hand real quick. Okay, it's autofocusing. All right, we're good. Is that uh, the black yeah, magic? We, no. Oh, okay. Actually, the black magic doesn't have a full sensor. Ah. So it only has a half sensor, so it doesn't give you the full picture. And so it'd be like really tight on my face. So like for some things, it's great. For stuff like this, not so much. Understood. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we try, actually was trying on some blanks for potential merch for Halloween. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Is it spooky? Uh, we, we were looking at a piece of, of clothing that could be within that vibe. So hashtag all hail the Dark Lord. Uh, let's. What? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> I I say we just get into it. There's no small talk just, this week. We have so Kevin's much just, to discuss. Let's 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 jump into it. it it's like it, you know, and my my wife was sitting next to me. She's not caught up, and she's like, I keep looking. Is it him? I was like, It's him. And she's like, Are those nights? I'm like, Stop watching the damn show because she had her iPad on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and explain it to you. You're gonna watch it all in order like I did. Um. So uh uh, let's start. With the thing that has been, I've been dying to speak with you about since nine forty-five yesterday evening. Okay. Thrawn. You just you don't even want to talk about like I don't Perdia want to set it up. Or? No, we're going to get into Perdia because there's a whole thing there. But let's start with the low hanging fruit. Peridia, which, not Perdia. Yeah, Peridia. I thought of Perdium, and so I was like, "That's not right." The Thrawn reveal. I'm going to give you my points, and then you are the Thrawn expert out of the two of us. Um, so I, I'm going to defer to you after this. I okay. thought his entrance was fantastic. Um, From a certain point of view, yes. Yes. And I also think that he is in, it is intended to show you that he has aged quite a bit during He's 70 all of years old. So if you guys start bitching about how he looks and how he doesn't look like the animated version, well, man, you have very high standards. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I wanted to, to put that in there. But. The direction they're taking him and everything they're doing with him and there's some points and, and and things that i want to bring up but i want your take out of the gate on where this is headed your feelings on it based on someone who's read all six books etc cetera, etc cetera. so the floor is we're, yours in my opinion we're going we're going heir to the empire thrawn at this point like there is there this this is not the the literature version of thrawn from my point of view um all of the all of the 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 things that we've gone through in the books with Thrawn through his time in the Ascendancy, um, through his time in the Empire. It, it's a very, very different type of character. It reminds me a lot. He's just he's he's a good villain. Um, like I don't I don't think he's gonna fit into the anti-hero role. I think he's just gonna be just a, a just a, a pure villain at this point. Um yeah, I mean, like I think even just like in like the the thing that that kind of shook me was that he he makes this grand entrance and all these stormtroopers are chanting his name. They're chanting Thrawn, 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 Thrawn. And so it's just like he is he's become a warlord. Like he he is he is he has become uh, this nation of um, uh, upon himself. Um he's he's very different. He I, I don't know if it's the time that he's spent on the planet in in exile that has changed his character. Or what? But we definitely have a very different type of Thrawn. Uh, I was can not you, expecting this type of Thrawn. 
Can you attribute any of this to the fact that he's been in exile for 10 years or so? I think I think I think some of it could be that um could he be playing a role to get what he wants? That was something that I also thought about as we went through this episode. Um him utilizing the powers of the the Dathomiri witches um being able to see into the future and all of these things. Um, it definitely seems like the Dathomiri witches have turned like they are what master Sepioth was in heir to the empire. Mm-hmm. Like Sepioth was, was like his, he was his, um, man, he, he did a lot of things. He was able to like expand like his abilities outwards. He was kind of like this conduit. That's the word I was looking for. He's kind of like this force conduit that like Thrawn kind of, had control over, but the death of Miri witches seem to be like, because he's doing something for them, they're doing something for him. Um, there seems to be some type of agreement here, but he's utilizing their powers to get what he wants. Correct. Um, so that's where I think like there's this interesting switch where they, they, Dave didn't want to use Sepioth from heir to the empire. And he had to find something that kind of worked with all of the characters that were kind of already created for the animated series. And so I think this is a really cool way of, of kind of like taking that character change the like using the same properties but changing it into something else and i, I kind of like i kind of like the route that we went with these with these death and mirror witches as well because like they kind of remind me of the um in in like norse mythology or even like greek mythology the um the fates mm-hmm. they remind me a lot of like the fates they talk about the the threads they talk about like you know like all of these things that reminded me very much of that um but yeah like Th- thrawn is very different He's he's definitely I think he's a little more twisted and definitely a bit more evil since the last time that we saw him. I would I would throw out too with the with the witches, one of the interesting things is it was another way to collectively circumvent the extin- extinction of the Dathomir witches. Um because Marin was the last living one that we know of, and that was a long that time was ago. On, yeah, and that was on Dathomir. We know that uh they were essentially wiped out during the clone wars right um so um you know no. and the existence of a great mother not mother talzin a great mother i couldn't figure out if all three of them were the great mother i have no idea i honestly. had like a part of me felt like it was like a shared consciousness across the board for those three yeah I, again I, back into the whole fate thing i feel like these are like the fates of the star wars universe and it it, it uh it, that was the voice that she heard when we were on the the yes. other planet, um, which confirmed what you and I thought, which was that's not Thrawn. That is, yeah, I was like, there's no way but, Thrawn is whispering to Morgan. But technically, it was because it was Thrawn speaking was, through them to her. To her. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of it was both right, if you will. Um, yeah. And then uh, it explains the Night Sisters magic. It comes from a completely different galaxy, and we have no idea how the Force works in this galaxy. We know the Force works, we just don't know how it works in this galaxy. So, yeah, we'll see uh, uh, with that. Um, one interesting thing on on Thrawn, like you said, he's twisted. He's a, he's a bit darker. It's definitely more heir to the Empire than it is the Thrawn we came to know in the in the books um, in the Disney canon era, but. Um, the one interesting thing, and I want to I want to jump into the night troopers. So we have the night troopers, and we have Enoch. Enoch is the one with the gold face. Um, uh, looks Greek. Also, notice it, you have to also notice that this material, this gold material that they've used to patch the stormtroopers' armor with, is also inlaid to the Chimera as well. 
It's yes. all over the place. Um, when we when the chimera comes into focus, when when we're with Sabine in the cell and the chimera comes over the top, like it's definitely not the same chimera that we knew in Rebels. It's been it's been reconstructed. Parts of it have been taken apart and used elsewhere. But this gold material seems to be very important. It's yes. everywhere. It's 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 laid into the structure of of the Chimera. It's in the stormtroopers' armor. It's on the face of Enoch. So I feel like this material, the same, you know, it reminds me of the same material that the the Great Mother had the little balls that they were using that were that were in that triangle, mm-hmm. and then and then it wrapped around Sabine like that, some type of manipulation there. Um, I, I feel like that's really important, and in a lot of the a lot of the coverage that I saw this morning, no one really like touched on this material or like why it looked or like why it was important. Um, but I, it's the same material that it looked like that the star map was used out uh, was made from as well. So I, I think there's something there. There's got to be some type of property with it. I'm just not sure what it is yet. So um, much like Skull and Hati, which is Balin and Shin. Right. Which is one chases the sun, one chases the moon. They're the sons of Fenrir. And, you know, that is part of what brings about Ragnarok. Yep. Um, they also represent balance, by the way, which I found right. very like interesting. Yin and yang. Well, if you look at their, their outfits, too, Balin is black and Shin is white. And so. for the first time, we see Shin starting to ask very introspective questions, but we'll get into that in a bit as yeah. well. Um, but uh, uh, referencing that from Norse mythology, jumping here, Enoch. Enoch is from the Bible. Enoch, this is straight from, and Ben and I had this conversation in chat last night right after the episode, but I'm going to read straight from uh, Eckhart's Ladder's Twitter because he had a really good post on He said, Enoch from biblical text. Enoch was taken up by God without experiencing death, suggesting transcendence, divine favor, or a connection between life and the afterlife. So if you look at Enoch from the Bible, they don't name these people without purpose. These characters right. are named purposefully. Yeah. My guess is that one of these two things is true. Enoch is reanimated by the Night Sisters because Thrawn says at the end of the episode, I need to use your dark magic again. Mm-hmm. Um, or no one working for Thrawn is alive anymore. And yeah, they're that, all imbued with dark yeah. magic. So I, I took that as it's the same magic that was in the, the Inquisitor. I agree. Uh, they're essentially death troopers, but they're held together by dark magic instead of science. Right. Um, I think there's more to Enoch. They were also speaking a different language. Yes, I think that is something to also keep in in mind, because um, they might not be they may not be all zombies, right? Some combination is what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's de- yeah, there's that. definitely something there for sure. I agree. A part of me was like, oh yeah, these are zombie stormtroopers. Sick, awesome. It fits right in with Halloween coming up. I love this. But the other part of me was like, these could also be the natives of uh of their planet or elsewhere that were then recruited and maybe maybe they're being empowered by by the the great mother or with that with that dark magic I don't know but I'm 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 leaning more towards that these are very close to a zombie style character and it's going to be the same magic that was used for uh what's the what's the inquisitor's name keep on for uh, broke Barak 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 I think Maraca. Got it. Um, so <laughs> you're onto something too when you said like they could be natives as well, because it could be a Savage Press situation too, where 
you know, they've these natives have been imbued with the power of the Night Sisters as well. Yeah. Um, something fishy is there. These are not run of the mill stormtroopers. They don't name tr- stormtroopers with new names unless there's something different from your average stormtrooper. I think the gold, like you said, is is some sort of mineral deposit on the planet, and that's what they've been using to repair things and uh, reinforce things. And then I think those red um cloths that are tied around all yeah. of the night troopers have significance to the night sisters yeah. so they're not normal there's something there yeah. and i want to know more because enoch enoch is just like i couldn't tell if it was like kind of an oni mask or greek or some combination but it, it was it was just it's like cool. a yeah it just like screams gladiator <laughs> like a praetorian you know and he it even just like, says to sabine die well yeah die well right when she goes out also her little snarler guy is the cutest little snarler oh my god it's like a bat dog (laughs) horse thing i love it i don't know what it is but it's fantastic i really wanted to pet it i enjoyed the little comic break with the two of them when she was like no you're a coward i I was actually i was really surprised that we had some comedic relief going into that but i understand why they needed to lighten the tone because we were going into a kind of a more like fun like friend like reuniting kind of thing but uh, I would like to focus a little bit more on the the amount of things that Thrawn has at his disposal right now. Go for it. When we see the underbelly of the Chimera, we get it a beautiful look into all of the launch pods for the TIE Fighters. Mm-hmm. He's got a crap ton of TIE Fighters. Yeah. I, uh, He's got a, like, like, the, like the Chimera is, for the most part, still very much so intact. Uh, and it seems like a lot of its armaments uh, were were kept uh, or were being upkept uh, throughout his entire time of being exiled. And then the amount of stormtroopers that were in the loading bay were ridiculous. I mean, like he's got an entire battalion at his at his disposal, and that's going to be bad. Like he could st- he could most definitely start a war. Now, keep in mind that the Chimera was taken in battle, so that would explain why the ship is fully loaded, too. But at the same time, you know, could they have built more TIE fighters in this time, depending on what scrap and materials they had? I don't think I don't think so. I, I think I think that there's a reason why the Chimera, even if you look at it like like the um, the, the the support structures on the, the balls that sit up top. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at one of them, one of them's like listing off to the side. Like like the thing's being held together by like bubblegum and paper clips at this point and the the gold. Um so like for them and he even says like I've we've um our numbers have been thinned out since we've arrived here. Um so like that's why he only sent out uh, he's only going to send out like two brigades or whatever he said, like two groups. Um uh, because of how many people they've lost for the 10 years that they've been on or in exile. And I don't even know if they've been at this planet the entire time they could have gone elsewhere we don't know what else is out there i would assume like maybe maybe the chimera its hyperdrive doesn't work or maybe it does work but they can only go they can only do short jumps they can't do long long jumps right so like that's the other thing too is like they could have gone off of perdia and they could have perdia perdia i want to keep on calling it perdia perdia Um, they, they keep on thinking per diem and I don't per know diem. why that comes my, why it comes to my head. But when they like, we don't know enough about the, I would, that was the one thing that I was also really surprised that like they, they do this long interstellar journey from one galaxy to the next through the void. And they end up perfectly right there at that planet, which I thought was really cool that like, it's it, the reason why they ended up right there and not just like in like 
the out the outer rim of this and then like made their way to it is because right here and there at the planet was a graveyard like the ring around the planet was not rock and dust and ice it was just whale bones which i thought was really cool and it very much so fit the whole like dathomiri like setting that we walked into because it just like just screams evil the whole way through even though it's just like it's supposed to be like very like peaceful like this is the final resting place for the space whales um no but it's still like very much so like had this just like dark like welcoming i really liked that 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 whole entrance was really really cool and they kept his theme from rebels which is that haunting like organ music oh very much yeah like davy jones kind of uh-huh. yeah which i really really not that i didn't think dave would pull that out but still like to do that now one thing about these troopers whether they're undead or alive i don't really care but they're battle hardened as hell right now yeah um so i again I, I want to emphasize these are not your run-of-the-mill stormtroopers. So if they no. do make it back to the other galaxy, they're going to cause major problems because these are battle-hardened badasses. And now, you know, you have Night Sister Dark Magic on your hands, too, yeah. on your side. Like, this is becoming a very, very big problem for the New Republic very quickly, and they have no idea it's happening. Yeah, and, like, I don't... I was thinking about it on the drive home from the gym this morning. I was like, I how... How is Ahsoka gonna fight all of this? Like you are, you. This is like a David versus Goliath kind of thing. Um, like you'll have Ahsoka. Like Ahsoka wasn't even like. It was the other crazy part is Ahsoka wasn't even in this episode except for the beginning, which I thought was really cute. That Hu Yang started off his story with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far it's away, canon which now. makes me think that Hu Yang is the narrator for Star Wars. That'd be awesome. That all of like all of the movies that have been told to us that start off with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And the scroll happens that in my head, that's who Yang reading it to like as he has lived on. He has told all of the Star Wars stories. So the the ultimate goal now is to have David Tennant read you a Star Wars novel. Yes. (laughs) I want Doctor Who to read me. Star Wars bedtime story. Chat. Think about it. A Build Against Cancer GCX incentive where Dave reads an excerpt to Tim live on stream for charity. Oh, that'd be so nice. I'm just saying, David, if you ever get wind of this, we love your character. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Please. Anyway, back to the show. Um, You just never know, Tim, when it gets clipped and then somebody sends it. And Mark has liked our stuff before, so can't really uh, count it out. Mark likes a lot of things, Kevin. Hey, let me I'm take my saying. W. Let me just take saying. my W that Mark <laughs> Hamill has clicked like on things that I've been a part of and walk yeah, away yeah. from it. Yeah. Um, uh, so on the subject of, of that and Ahsoka, Shin is all of a sudden asking a ton of questions and seems to be second guessing a lot of things that are happening right now. Yeah, I... I Shin is I, I keep on forgetting how young like how young she's supposed to be. Um, she is still very much so a Padawan learner, and she is she's more so looking at like the the superficial things of mm-hmm. like of the world. She's not like ba- you can tell Balin has gone through shit. Come to find out, Balin was young and he was he Balin is old, but still he was young enough to go through Order sixty six, survive. We know that he survived all of that, and but he. It, I would I would assume he'd be right around the same age as like Cal Kestis. Like that's kind of like where I'm at. Like he'd probably be like a yeah. young teenager, like going through all these traumas. 
Um, and so like he even mentions like as you get older and you see the history and everything like you you said you have a different perspective whereas Shin is just like I'm ready to gain power like I she thinks that she is that they are doing this so that they can rule the galaxy like it you know master and apprentice be the Sith Lords that they were destined to be and then Balin's like no I'm tired of this cycle of 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 death and destruction and vengeance like there's there's more to it than this and so it's very interesting to see the stark difference between like what a like how a Padawan sees the world and how her master sees the world and like yeah. what those two are like trying to truly achieve. I had read that there was essentially in the, in the Disney version of Canon that the light and the dark have battled for the past 20,000 years predating well, that- Sith were the Sith cults. They weren't Sith cults. They were dark side cults. Um, and, and, that is the cycle that he is referring to is the the battle between light and dark that has existed, which makes sense. If you go back to the Norse mythology that we talked about is they represent balance. Uh, one is light, one is dark with the, with the two wolves, not necessarily. Well, and, but don't the wolves, don't they switch? Don't they like, don't they flip? Like, one chases the sun and one chases the moon. Yes. Yeah. So like, so in theory, like Balin is going to be the one that's kind of like going to go to the like the good side of it all. And like Shin should be the one that ends up being unless Balin's already been on the good side. And he I don't know. Like I'm very, I'm very down. intrigued to see like how this like how this balance shifts. But like 20,000 years would make sense because that would be the dawn of the Jedi. Right. So I want to I, I want to. I, I said this to Ben last night. I don't know if you saw it in the chat, but I said like whatever they're finding and I want to read something in a second, whatever they're finding or looking for that is on Peridia is probably the most important thing that will come out of this show from a lore perspective. I think the rest of it is wonderful. It's things we needed and wanted to see. It's it's characters that we coming to life for the first time. And I'm not saying smoke and mirrors and like ignore that and look at this. I'm saying it in Dave is like it's he's doing a magic trick, Tim. He's like, look at this hand. Yeah, this oh, is where all definitely. the action is. Oh, while yeah. I take this hand and I'm I'm flipping the switch right in front of your eyes, you don't even see it. Yep. So, uh, ba- I'm going to read this. This is from Screen Rant, and then it's an excerpt from Aftermath. Balin tells Shin that he senses something stirring on Peridia, something vast and powerful, which he believes he can use to break the cycle of light and dark. Mm-hmm. His precise words evoke memories of Palpatine himself in Chuck Wendig's Aftermath trilogy. One of the Emperor's confidants remembered something similar. I believe this is. Um, Gallius that says this, but don't quote me on that. Gallius Rax. Outside the known galaxy is an unexplored infinity. Palpatine explained one closed off by a labyrinth of solar storms, rogue mag- magne- magnetospheres, black holes, gravity wells, and things far, far stranger. Well, Anyone who tried to conquer that maze did not survive. The ships were obliterated or returned to the galaxy devoid of travelers. Communication. You want to pause? That's the chaos. Yes, communications from these explorers were incomprehensible, either shot through with such static as to make the content useless or filled with enough inane babble to serve as a perfectly clear sign that the explorer had gone utterly mad out there in the isolation. So I think they're talking about Exegol. Mm. Because the only reason why I'm saying that, the only reason why I say that is because look at the beginning of episode nine. And the and and the way the way that that Kylo had to traverse all of that to get to where he was going. Yes, that's the only that's the only reason why I would say like that is referring to Exegol in Episode Nine, and it's not referring to Peridia. But we also know that Palpatine 
was a collecting Jedi and Sith artifacts. Yes, I we agree. find that out in Battlefront Two, um, and we also know that he was interested in things out beyond the red line of our galaxy, and he was searching for ways to get there and yeah. and find what was out there. It wasn't just Exegol; he was searching for other. Oh, things. Oh, most definitely, yes, I agree. Now. It's the meme I sent you the other day where it's 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 like, well, that's because I was the character of Balin, like, well, that's because I wasn't created until, you know, <laughs> recently. Mm-hmm. It's that thing. It's like we can never point to a specific moment where Palpatine would be interested in this. But if we now I'm not retconning, but going back and filling in more lore, if Peridia was an ancient Jedi fairy tale, he knew about it. And the way Palpatine and I'm, and even in even Balin seems to think is that all of these fairy tales and rumors have truth to them in some level. I wonder. I like. I want. I wonder. And I've seen a lot of people say this: is that I wonder if this is their way of kind of like we understand that Episode Seven, Eight, Nine are there, but like let's not focus on those <laughs> and let's focus on this stuff over here. Because the more and more that we go down this 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 rabbit hole of Ahsoka and the things that they're setting up for the the Filoniverse. It really does feel like they just like are like just kind of shoving seven, eight, nine kind of like under the mattress. Yeah. And, and you know, the first order is out there. We saw the Shadow Council at the end of Mandalorian and whatnot. And we know that they're trying to get Thrawn back. They're the ones that are trying to retrieve him, if you will. Yes. My biggest question on that, and we will, I don't think we're going to get closer to this at the end of this show. I think Fuck it'll no. continue to other stuff, but are they going to make Thrawn like, part of the beginning of the first order or is Thrawn just going to remain Thrawn? Like that's, again, I go back to what we said originally, which was there's something else here that I don't think we understand. And I think Thrawn knows and understands. And like, we're seeing it as like, Oh, he's just going to go back and start a war and back to your whole like cup game analogy. Like Thrawn, Thrawn is always five steps ahead. Yep. Thrawn plays the long con all the time. Look at his presence in, in the imperial defense fleet like when he when he became grand admiral if it if we follow the books and if the books are law because they are canon and that is a part of thrawn's character development he was putting on a show the entire time he was he was doing his duty that he agreed to but at the same time he was still a a a a a, a member of the ascendancy he was still a member of the myth house he was still doing recon for his house. So I I still think there is a part of me that still thinks, and I know I said in the beginning, like we've got a very evil Thrawn. We have more of a heir to the empire Thrawn. But I think that's a, that could potentially be a forward facing version of Thrawn. While we still have a, a, a more reserved part of Thrawn that hasn't been shown yet. I don't think all of the all of the cards are on the table yet. I I still think there is there is a deck that is sitting there, and we we still have only seen the first couple of cards. And, and you know, uh, I saw someone complaining like, "How the hell did Sabine find Ezra like within the day?" And Thrawn could. I'm like, Thrawn wasn't looking for Ezra. He didn't give a crap. The only thing he doesn't want he Ezra even to says do, that. Yeah, the only thing he doesn't want Ezra to do is be on his ship when he goes back to the, the That's galaxy. All that That's he's it. trying to do because he knows. He knows that the things that he has to do is not going to align with the ways of the Jedi because they want to stop the the Empire from from showing back up and stuff. And so, yeah, he doesn't want he doesn't want the 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 what's the what's the line from Scooby Doo? You know, I don't want you and your oh, your, your kids. Um, you foiled yeah, my plans. Yeah, you know, he doesn't want the teenagers to mess his shit up. 
The uh, 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 one of my favorite lines too was the night sister looking at Sabine and going, "It reeks of Jedi." Oh yeah, and Balin <laughs> looks and he's like, "Fuck, that's me." And then, <laughs> well, it had been a while, so then when that topic came up again, the night sister they all, all looked glared like, at him. Oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> There's a lot of little things that happen in dialogue where like people will do body language, and it's like I I really feel like that's all very purposefully done. Yeah, I I um. I, I, I'm really curious. Again, I think there's a like we keep saying this, but I think there's so many smoke and mirrors that we, the viewer, has no clue of no, what definitely. is about to take place. And I, I don't think we'll get it till probably the last half an hour of the last episode. How boring would that be if we already knew like what was going to happen? Like, do you know how boring it was for us when we go through like Mando season two and just like we like we could tell you exactly how it was going to play out? Look at and look at Disney Plus and look at the movies. The last like, um lore breaking content we really had was seven eight nine you know you had some stuff happen in clone wars and rebels you had darth bane you had the world world between worlds all this stuff but this compared to every other show i don't think anything has pushed the boundaries of star wars more than ahsoka and has like just dumbfounded all of us because all of us can always reference back to lore and be like Okay, this is from EU. This is based on this. This is this is like what? Well, just throw the damn book out because we like, mm-hmm. and that's what's the most exciting part. Like Danielle kept asking me, she's like, "What is happening?" You're like freaking out. I'm like, I this we're in a place we've never been before, and and it, it, it it's telling a story that none of us thought would be told. And that's that's why I thought it was very poetic when Hu Yang started with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away because we were getting a new Star Wars story being told to us. Yeah, and that, and it's funny because. You know, everyone always wanted, like, make the EU live action or make, you know, this. And the High Republic was great because it was like, oh, my God, we're starting a new era of Star Wars. Yeah. This is a, on a whole, this is like, again, that picture of Dave writing with the fiery pen. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is on a whole other level of stuff. And this is great because, again, it goes back to what Star Wars is supposed to be. I don't care if you're Hunter's age. I don't care if you're our age. I don't care if you're 70 and saw the trilogies in the movie. This is for everybody, and this is yeah. great, and and it's wonderful. And I, 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 I'm really not going to let people who come at me and be like, "Oh, you know, I'm unsure." The one thing I will say is, Thrawn doesn't seem like Thrawn, but again, exactly what we said, he's five steps ahead of us, and he's probably playing the cup Always. game with. Every, he's probably got one on the Night Sisters right now, even though they can tell the damn future because that's just who he is. So, um, Imagine so. Here, here's one thing that I thought was really, really interesting too. Is like imagine with the rest of Star Wars, like going forward, like we don't go back to that galaxy. Like we stay here for a bit, and like yeah. I, I would really like that. I like honestly, for me, like we we've got we've got Ahsoka like hurling towards uh, Peridia in 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 the mouth of a whale. She's gonna show up, and there's gonna be the Chimera. With uh, with with zombies and tie fighters and and night sisters and and then you've got Sabine and Ezra and their little their little soft shell crab people that they're hanging out with, <laughs> um, you know it's just like it's it it doesn't make like there's there's really no way for them to go back, and so everything is forward now from where we are, and so I'm really curious to see like what is what is a Star Wars. What does a Star Wars show look like in a new galaxy altogether? In a, has, with 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 a with a clean slate. Like is is this is this Filoni's way of wiping the slate and starting fresh? Because because we already have 
we already know what happens in, in that universe or in that galaxy. We know the rest of that story. We know everything about it. You've seen it. You've seen, you've seen the rise and fall of the Empire. You see the rise and fall of the First Order. We know that Rey starts a, 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 her own Jedi Order at some point down the road. So, like, there's not much left for us to learn about that galaxy. But in this galaxy, we have a completely fresh, clean slate to work with that no one has seen before. And I think the, I think this is where the Mandoverse goes. Yeah, it's... I don't know if I don't, I don't think I don't think those characters fit in the galaxy. I don't think Thrawn... There's no way that Thrawn's story fits in that galaxy anymore. I don't like the way it fits if they're going to try and fit it because they it would did feel set forced. it up in Mando. And yeah, and, and I don't like the way it fits. So, you know, whether we get Thrawn's death at this point or something Which else. Which would piss me. I thought about that too. When he walked in, I was like, I would be very upset if he dies at the end of this of this series. If they, would, if, they if, if it's him and Ahsoka fighting at the very end of this and she kills him, like, I would be so upset because we've had so much buildup. We've had all of these books. We've had all of this teasing, and he shows up for three episodes. I, or, or, well, I think he would end up being the bad guy in the movie as well. So we've got, like, these three episodes and then the movie, right? Yeah. And maybe he shows up again in Mando, but I have no idea what's going on because of, of everything going on in Hollywood. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But still, it would be, I think it would be, it would be a very defeating feeling for me if we spent all of this buildup to then just see him die a villain's death. Yeah, that would kind of like piss in the pond a little bit. It wouldn't be yeah. wouldn't be fun. Um, I don't think that's the direction because if Dave is truly making an heir to the Empire movie, then it would make sense that Thrawn would continue to live and potentially make his way back to the galaxy. But... My point is perhaps this opens up traverse through the galaxies. Now we've plotted a point and there could be a reason to come back. Obviously the, the night sisters also correct me if I'm wrong. Do the night sisters seem like they're going back with their honor or am I missing? Yeah. Well, okay. So, so, so Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip up hoodie that used to be Navy blue, but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. They are pulling. They're pulling bodies out of the catacombs, yes. and they're stuffing them in the chimera. Yes, that was the agreement. The agreement he made, at least that's how it, it comes across, is that Thrawn would do this thing for the Dathomiri witches. And so I would assume those are bodies that are going to be reanimated at some point or like they want to reanimate these bodies. So that, that's that's a big that's a big thing. That's a big plot point that they kind of just like they mentioned real quick and then kind of just like glossed over. But there's there's definitely something there. And so the the the. The great mother wants to go back to this other, to the original galaxy, to repopulate the the Night Sisters potentially. Because I would assume Dathomir is very important to them, as 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 important as Peridia is to them. Probably there's something there's something there. there. Yeah, there's definitely there is a reason why. Like there's 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 Night Sister statues all over this planet, like in random spots. Like they're really like it, it, it kind of like it, there was I. The entire episode had a very Dune style vibe to me, like for me, like I just it felt very Dune esque the entire time. I don't know if you got that feeling, but like it felt like it just had that that kind of setting for me, like these like just like these ominous statues, kind of just like off in like weird places, and it was all very weird. But I I definitely would say like they they're from here. This is their home base, but Dathomir is very very important to them, and so whatever's in those sarcophaguses or what they, these these um. I don't even know what you call them because I don't I don't know if they're dead. They might they might just be they might just be suspended in time. I I have no idea. There's definitely a play here to bring the Night Sisters back into the the story, if you will, because you know with their extinction in Clone Wars and then the reintroduction of Marin. Marin's probably one of the most popular characters in Star Wars after the two games. Sure. Um, so I think that was kind of like, well, apparently they want the Night Sisters back, and Dave was yeah. like, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like it's it's so cool because it's it's not Jedi, it's not Sith, it's not the Force, it's something completely different. It's just the dark side, and that's exciting. Like that's really really interesting, and I would love to see if that ties in with Acolyte at at all. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it's it's. <laughs> The, the, again like we can sit here and speculate and, and, and mainly discuss but like i don't i could i don't have a prediction for next episode i really I don't have no idea i, I mean, got I, nothing I, for you the only thing that i that i can think of is that ahsoka shows up 
Sabine and Ezra have some type of transponder that they've turned on. We know that Ezra has a transponder because Sabine found it with the locator. So I'd assume Ahsoka and Huyang, they show up, they find Ezra and Sabine. Sabine tells them everything that's going on. Ezra kind of gives them like a heads up of like, hey, this is why I've kind of just been like a hermit the entire time. Also, Ezra, the way that he kind of just like shows up and is just like hanging out, like he, it was very Obi-Wan. Like, like that entire, like he definitely has like, the, or like, like old Luke Skywalker kind of vibe going on. I love him <laughs> with the beard. I hope he keeps the beard. I don't want a clean faced Ezra anymore. Um, I really like this form of Ezra. It looks really, really good, but he seems so peaceful. He seems, he seems so happy, peaceful and mature. But he's um, ready to come home. He definitely made that. He definitely made that very clear. He's like, I can't wait to go home. And he even, even Thrawn was like, ready to get the hell out of here. So like people don't want to stay there. I'm I mean, very curious to see like what happens with with them and their in their adventure. It's a barren wasteland with you know bandits and. But why is it a people. barren wasteland? What happened? And so like w- did did something happen in this galaxy? Like was there some type <laughs> of massive battle that that exterminated like the, like did did someone go full Thanos in there and just oh, wipe out Tim. like ha- it just what? hit me Tim. what what all right. So in EU Legends. Oh shit, here we go. Let's go. In the in the game in Skotor, uh-huh. you have the Infinite Emperor. Yes. Who <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it. So we actually do go to another galaxy in that. I completely forgot. We go to a planet called Zakul. And okay. their force users are based on justice. There's no light and there's no dark. It's justice. It's whether They're or like not paladins. You- Essentially, yeah, they all have yellow and blue lightsabers and they're just and they're like pole arms. Anyway, the guy running it is the infinite emperor in disguise. He apparently has a family here. You've probably seen. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And the two sons. like the bro- Yeah. Vayne. And they end up fighting each other at some point. Right. <laughs> so after you, you go through that expansion and you're starting to go into the history of the emperor. I forget his name at the moment. It's it escapes me. Um. Uh, his name's Valkorian. It's that character, but his real name, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, you start going in the past, you start going to places from when, because he's originally, his original body is a Sith pure blood, and then he like takes new hosts as he goes along. Okay. When you go back, you get a holocron with his father, and his father talks about he, how he was just a son of a bitch. Like he was one of the worst beings to ever live. Shit. Okay. He gains so much power in the dark side that you go to this one planet called Nathema, which I don't know if Nathema is even canon. When you go to Nathema, Nathema is just destroyed because what the Emperor did to reinforce his life essence was suck all of the force out of this planet, the life force. Oh, the I remember you telling me about this. The dark yeah. side, everything. So when you get there, it's just dust, trees, some structures. And it's all gray. It looks a lot like the. Oh, that's that essentially planet. that's essentially what we just saw. Right now, there's green on this planet, which means that if this happened and it was him, you know, again, I'm I'm in complete full on speculation mode. It was him. This is you're talking thousands and thousands of years, so it would give time for life to you know restart on a, on a, on a very basic level and, and and get back to a place. But the gray haze reminded yeah. me of Nathema. Let me see if I can well, look at everything. I mean, everything is very nomad. Like all of the, all of the living things are all nomadic. They are not like, there is no, there's no like civilization that has like a base structure or like outpost or city or township or anything. You've got, you've got the three 
you've got these three Dathomiri witches. You've got you've got the the undead. You've got these wolf bat things. You've got the hermit crabs, and then you have these outlanders. You have these bandits that look also the bandit armor, very shogun, very samurai, very mm-hmm. like um, like very like Ronin like style. Like, I loved it. I thought that was so cool. I loved every like aesthetically very pleasing. I loved the red. Uh, I loved how like like their armor kind of like, flared out and it, very very cool. Ahsoka try. has definitely Ahsoka the show has definitely landed the whole. Star Wars was based off of Japanese samurai movies. Oh, 100%. like just nailed it in this season. Can you see this? I can. All right, so I'm, I googled Nathema and I'm showing him some pictures of of Nathema. Very desolate, um, very gray. But I forgot too. When you get to certain parts, it is green again because they oh. are rebuilding on it. Like that's in one of the caves, and they have these crazy. Look at this ancient Sith statue. Oh, and now that would make sense. Okay, so let's 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 just kind of expand on that a little bit. Most of the if, planet looks if, like that, by the way. If so Balin, if Balin is looking for the this this central point, the epicenter of everything, and and he can feel it, and even Ashen, don't you don't you hear it? Don't you feel it? Don't you yep. see it? There is something, and if you're telling me that there is like this dark stuff that's there, that would make a lot of sense as to why that's giving off this like one why the why the night sisters call this place home bingo because because they feed off of off of dark energy that's not that's not good magic that's 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 dark magic and so if they if they need a well of power to pull from in order to do magic and at the same time if this if that dark thing is also what has has been continuing this cycle of life and death we're gonna like that that would make so much sense with what you just said kevin yeah so much i mean it and again we're moving into a different canon so you can alter the story to fit what you need it to be but referencing which dave loves to do from eu um you know well go back to the interview why create new things when we have all of this really cool shit to pull from Dave also is the staunch advocate and the internet loves to ignore that clip of Dave saying like George never considered the EU canon. Not once. The only thing that was canon was the movies and the animated stuff, which is why when Disney took over, George wrote into the contract that the only thing that was canon was the was the at the time it was just Clone Wars and and the shows. That was it. Um, So, you know, it, it never was. And again, I love EU and Legends. There's so much good stuff in there. But just because it's, and again, you don't have to stop enjoying it. Mickey's not coming and burning all your books. But um, <clears throat> pulling from that to make it officially canon is something Dave loves to do. So mm-hmm. what the hell? Let's ride the way. And Dave seems to like the video games a lot too. Dave and John seem to be very into Knights of the Old Republic and that, and they love to reference that. So again, something in the vein of, of what we described with the Infinite Emperor, whose name escapes me and it's really bothering me. Um uh, Someone's probably screaming in their car. You idiot! Kevin! 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 How could you? You're no longer a Star Wars fan. It's gonna bother me. Valcorian is his name when he's on that one planet. No, no, no. Oh, it's not the Infinite Emperor. It's the Eternal Emperor. Ha <laughs> ha! Infinite Empire is the Ricotta. Oh, there's so much. 
Why is there so much to remember, Tim? How does it's, Alex keep all his stuff straight? I don't know. He's, he's got a big brain. He has lots of folds. Uh, anyway, um, now I'm just going to look up Falcorian because nothing's coming up the way I wanted to. Um, did you like our little crab friends? I thought they were absolutely adorable. I thought the hermit. I thought the hermit crab people were fantastic, and I would have to agree Vichyet. with the. Sorry. That's I thought name. you already said Vitiate. No, I said Valcorian. Oh, I heard V and I just Vitiate, Tenebrae, Valcorian. These are all the names he's used over the over the years. Also, I didn't know there was a canon entry for him in Wikipedia. Oh, read it. An individual once served as the Sith Emperor of the Sith Empire during around 4000 BBY, the Great Sith Wars. Boss Relief, later owned by the Sith Lord Darth Sidious, had once adorned the chambers of the Sith Emperor. So Sidious owns something of his. The Sith Emperor was first mentioned in Star Wars canon in Coruscant, an issue of the Star Wars Encyclopedia line of reference magazines published by Diagnosti on February 9th, 2021. Oh, interesting. So he is canon! (laughs) Not that it'll play into this, but it feels good. Man, could you imagine? And that opens the door to Acolyte. I've been thinking that what, again, you said it before. What if this is, there's a door here that's like, hey, you know that show that we're coming out that's all about a Jedi falling to the dark side? Mm-hmm. What if they end up on Peridia too? And, and and come to find out, this isn't like something that is is so unknown to the Jedi Order. Like, this is something that people have known about. Like, like even Balin says, like, this is... Like Shin's asked, like, what's wrong? He's like, well, this this was supposed to be fake. Like, this is supposed to be like a fairy tale. Like, this is like the 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 bedtime story that you tell to the younglings before they go to bed, and now it's all real. Um, and so like for 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 that to be the for 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 the Jedi Order to have already like gone there, or for other other people to have gone there already and brought back like someone had to have come back and told that story to them to know about what was there is my mm-hmm. point so like for that to tie in at some like, during the high republic when when the when the republic was in this phase of exploration and going outwards and seeing what was past the central core of of planets makes so much sense i could totally see like a a group of of explorers from the republic going out to peridia or going to that galaxy because they followed the space whales yeah, and it, it, the space whales apparently can be ridden. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. They rode them through space maybe. before the before before the time of when they kept time or something like that. However, she worded that. Maybe the same way Ahsoka is. I'm not really sure. They just everyone just hops in the mouth. Like I like when she said she rode. They rode them. I was thinking like literally like they have like a, a saddle. They're like yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And someone uh, someone was like, how could you know scientifically if you rode them out? I'm like, oh my god, are we really arguing the physics of riding magical space whales through hyperspace? It, between it makes galaxies? me think of Lord of the Rings that the elephantes where they have like the yes. big the big like uh, structures the that sit on top of them, the elephants. So they, they the big like. Um, like just the structures that sit on their backs, like they could have just done something like that. Yeah, the the Easterlings uh, rode the, the tamed and rode the Oliphants. Uh, yeah, and and we like all that. like I, again more Lord of the, and like the more I thought about it, like we were so on the mark last week with all of the Lord of the, like I'm glad you dove into Lord of the Rings lore because there is so much of a tie in with Ahsoka being reborn, like Ahsoka the White, like there is so much like Gandalf 
in there. And I love that. So thank Dave, you, Kevin, for being the Lord of the Rings nerd. Dave's Dave's pain is homage to Tolkien because, um, you know, I don't think Lucas was a big Tolkien person. Also, Tolkien at the time had only been out for maybe 20 years, I think, or 30 years. Definitely wasn't as popular in, yeah, during it that was time, not, right? It was popular. I mean, the Beatles tried to make a movie out of it around then and, and, and whatnot. So it was but popular. Not like, but not like it is now for like no, our generation. No, our generation got the movies and it blew up. So um, it was a much different feel then. So Dave, I think Dave's a little bit older than me. So um, I believe that this is his like kind of love love letter to those. Books. Oh, for sure. I would agree. And, you know, and again, I just love that he teased us two, three years ago with that damn image and no one thought anything of it. And here we are. It's like the soak of the white. Um, and I think I think you're going to see a countenance change in her uh, when we when she arrives on pretty as well because you know you see how gandalf changes too in lord of the rings he's not the same gandalf the gray when we see him fight the balrog to when you know he rides into helm's deep and saves the day at the first coming on the first light on the fifth day uh so it's it's it, it'll be interesting to see how ahsoka interacts when she gets there like does she go straight to Ezra and Sabine, is she gonna run into Thrawn immediately? Like, I don't know how that's I'd shit my out. pants. If I'm in that if I'm in that ship and it's just me and I see a freaking Star Destroyer that's chilling there, like I I wouldn't go after it. And she's gonna know who Star Destroyer it is immediately. She, I mean, like she saw the Chimera get ripped through space time. Yeah, I think yeah, she's definitely gonna know like that's his ship. Like there's no there's no way denying that that's anything but the Chimera. Also, um, Thrawn said to shoot at the uh purgle as soon as they arrive in the galaxy hearing his voice was probably like the the best part because it was just like it's it's thrawn i mean it's literally the voice actor for thrawn he's got the perfect look like they shaped they shaped the character after him um every like everything was perfect like people were like they were like oh fat thrawn i'm like eh. he's i mean like old he's old and it's like are we really gonna like we're gonna look at the midsection like that's what we're really gonna focus on because all i thought of was his voice because like just like that was that was everything like and i've been, I've, I've listened to all the all the books via audiobooks so i've had mark in my ears as thrawn and he does a great thrawn and then actually having um Lars as like come on screen as as Thrawn was just was perfect. It was so good. I yeah I, I and it, the most Thrawn conversation of the entire episode was him talking to Shin when she was like, "Master, we're not going to honor our promise to them." And Thrawn goes, "Oh, but we are." <laughs> and he's like, "She will be reunited with Ezra," and he's like, "And then we'll kill her." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, he didn't Thrawn. lie. He didn't lie. I mean, he told the truth. He doesn't lie. He never lies." That was like, that's him. That's he told the truth. He didn't say it was going to come after the truth. He just doesn't but. want to be bothered by those by the, those damn kids. And that's when he said, like, at, at the worst case scenario, I leave them behind. That's it. He even said, like, he was like, even your mercenaries, if they get left behind, whatever, because they're they're insignificant to what Thrawn wants to achieve. What does Thrawn want to achieve? I don't think it's I don't think it's a galactic reign. I, I think that that is so far beyond. I think Thrawn's wants and needs but i could be i could be completely wrong i just don't think him being heir to the empire like actually being like the next person who's supposed to be the emperor like that does nothing it's not it's not self-serving at all so very very intrigued to see like what 
Like, I hope they start to, like, we get into some type of dialogue with him and someone else where he starts to explain what he's doing. Also, no Eli Vanto, which really bugs me. Where is Eli Vanto? We've got two more episodes. Where the hell is he? Or an Admiral Aralani. He might be reanimated Enoch for all you know. I thought about that. I thought about that because who's the actor who plays, uh, who's in The Expanse? Everyone thought he was going to be Eli Vanto, but he's in the show. uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's casted, just don't know who he is. Yeah, that might be uh, might be our, our Enoch friend. Enoch, Eli, both oh, biblical God. names. <laughs> it, it would, that would be a very Thrawn move, though, is to take, like, Eli, we're going to make sure you live forever and can serve me in perpetuity. Eli is just a, he's just a, he's just a redneck. He's just a good old boy from the yeah. mid-rim. He he's not going to want to become a zombie. I don't know if it was his choice, Tim. Oh, God. See, that's so anti-Thrawn, though. I don't think he would do that. Would he? <laughs> I don't know. At this point, I don't know. I don't know he's, that man. He's been in I a thought I did. desperate place for 10 years. I will say that. It, it, and, and we don't know what the... I, I would hope that he hasn't been manipulated by the, by the mother, but who knows? I think he's using them, but... Uh, uh, that's again. what I think. I think 100% he is using them for his for his his purposes, whatever those may be. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, again, I know we, we're, we're, we're hitting time now, but I, I don't have a prediction for next week. I really don't. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, like I, I had a good feeling that we'd get, we'd get Thrawn and Ezra this episode and that's about it. I think we're going to get more sleight of hand, um, with Ahsoka arriving and, all of that. Meanwhile, Balin and Shin are probably the most important part of the story. And I think it's going to be more of that. Like, look over here, look over here while this is happening, look over here. Um, and then in episode seven, we'll get our big reveal of whatever the hell he's, he senses. I, the one thing that I'm worried about though, is that because Ray is dead, did, did, did they write his death into this, the, yeah, is it a into death Ahsoka or is it, or, or is it gonna know. like or or are they gonna have to retcon this? Like, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen with that. I would say they would recast before they would if 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 he's not intended to, die. but he may be intended to die like at the end of this anyway. Yeah, so I wonder if Shin will will be like the the vengeful Padawan. Could Shin could go either way for me right now? She can become the vengeful Padawan, or maybe she does turn and like work with Ahsoka and Sabine. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe she becomes Sabine's master. I don't freaking know. Like, yeah. it, it could be anything at this point. And we, that's why I don't feel like calling it, because I'm like, I give up. Like, this show is just taking too many twists and turns. Yeah, I mean, like, they keep on harping on this this idea that Sabine could be Force-sensitive. Like, again, like, her, like, putting the hand up against the wall, and, like, it starts to, like, move, but it's actually the Chimera coming in. So it's like, it it makes you think for a second, you're like, is she? And then it's like, nah. So I really hope I, she's not. I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't think so either. I really but I wonder why they keep hitting on that so hard. There's got to be a reason. I think it has to do with her self worth and self doubt. Um, you know, she doesn't want to be your traditional run of the mill Mandalorian. She's right. probably not even aware that it may be on news feeds and stuff, depending on how the word has gotten out that Mandalore has been retaken. You know, because yeah. at this point in the story, we're a few. Years, I think we're around the same time as episode uh, season three of Mandalorian. So I don't know if she knows that Mandalorian Mandalore has been taken back, but. We do know that her entire family's dead. So, um, kind of like 
I think it has to do with her doubt and worth. And, and I think having a resolution to that that doesn't involve her being force sensitive would be more impactful than having her suddenly be like in a time of stress, which we've seen a hundred times, be able to connect with the force and use it. Um, now, if it's a one-time thing and she can't do it again to save someone, I'd be okay with that because the force does move through all living things. So yeah, I'm okay with that, but I don't want her to become a force user. That would kind no. of ruin her character. Um, it would also kind of dilute Grogu a little bit because Grogu is very special right now for being both. So yeah, um, I agree. I, I, again, a moment of desperation, sure. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think her value and her self-worth will be, if she can come to some sort of realization, will be more impactful than the alternative. And she's always been, and, and she's always been one to, to push away who she really is. She, she did that through Rebels. She never really wanted to be a Mandalorian. She always was, like you said, she was resentful for her, for her upbringing. Yep. And so she didn't want would, to be an Imperial pilot. She didn't want to do any of that stuff. So it's very, very interesting to see her. Like, I think uh, to your point, it would be interesting to see her come full circle and accept who she is and become the, the Sabine Wren that we all know that she could be and be like, she, she could be a part of, of the, the, the new Mandalorian people that, that bring Mandalorian to, to a Mandalore to it back to its greatness. She, if, if Mandalore is keeping the lineage of the houses, she is the leader of her house. Yes. She's the yeah, last her parents are dead. Of house of house yeah. friend, yep. you know, so uh, it, it would make sense that to rebuild a civilization the way I they agree. want to that taking her place in house Ren. I don't think we're getting that in this show. But no, I could see that being a th something with Mandalore or an offshoot. I mean, like everyone loves Bo. Like, well, it, the idea seems to be that, you know, obviously they're going to make a season four after writer strike um, and, 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 or this is all culminating in a movie or movies from Dave. So the characters are going to start to intermingle a bit more. Now that we met the full rebels cast, yeah. it's not going to shock you if, if Ezra shows up in Mandalorian or if Zeb plays a bigger role in, in future content and things yeah. like that. So I think now that we met the whole gang, if you will, yep. we're mm -hmm. kind of off to the races. It's another reason why I don't think they'd kill Thrawn because I think Thrawn is important to the Agreed. story. But the question then will remain, and this is where we'll kind of leave it, is 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 Thrawn playing 4D chess with everyone? Yes. Or are they really just making him heir to the Empire Thrawn, which would be kind of a letdown? I think that would dilute his character as a whole, and it would be... Yeah, I think it would do him disservice based off of everything else that we've come to know about Thrawn and all of the other things about the Chiss and all of that. Like I feel like, like Thrawn is the connecting piece. Yeah, like we, we like without Thrawn, I don't think anyone would give a rat's ass about the ascendancy. Is um, chests are force sensitive, right? Because that's how the pilots can navigate. Uh, through the chaos. Yeah, so they call so there's different levels of sight. Um, you have like first sight, second sight, and third sight, and they end up losing their connection. There, it's always it's for the for how it's been explained. The Chiss use these navigators. Uh, they are they are young girls. They are all force sensitive, but they don't refer to it as the force until Thrawn meets with Anakin. Right. Then he has his understanding of the force. But for the Chiss, they use their their connection with the force as being able to navigate through the chaos. Right. And, but there's there is a so most of the navigators have second sight. But there is a third site, and it's very, very rare. 
and most of the girls lose their ability to use second sight as they go into puberty. So, so as they become women, they lose that connection with the force. So, um, okay. And what, what's really sad is that they kind of like just get tossed to the side after that. Like they're used by the ascendancy and then they're thrown out. But they're also kept a secret. They're also very secretive. Like no one knows about the the navigator program. Would that? So here's my question, and and we'll drop it after this and and prepare for the next episode. Would that lead to Thrawn knowing about what Balin is sensing? Oh man, I don't know. Is there a connection there? That's my. I don't. Okay, so that was uh, that's always been my question. I feel like you and I have talked about this in the past. Is okay. So we know that Thrawn's sister is the leader, or she is the she is she is the director of the Navigator program. She was she was a a navigator. So we know that his family is force sensitive. I've always wondered if Thrawn himself was force sensitive because of his innate ability to see into the future by 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 learning about people through artwork and things like that. Like so does he have that force ability that Ahsoka uses when she touches when she what, what, what did you call that? Psychometry, psychometry. Psychometry, yeah. So when she touched something she could see into the past and learn about things that had happened, right? Thrawn has always been able to learn about his enemies by looking at their artwork, things that they've done, behavioral patterns, things like that. So does he have the ability to tap into the Force? Like, is he Force-sensitive? That's always been a question that I've had, and I've wondered that more and more as we've gone through the Ascendancy books because there are things that just happen. You're like, that, if the... if if other Chiss can do that, what stops him from doing that? Didn't he sense the same life force in Anakin and Darth Vader, which is how he was able to put two and two together? Yes, but I always took that as he noticed behavioral, di- like he noticed the same behaviors of Darth Vader that Anakin portrayed. And so I always took that as just superficial, like he's super smart and he can tell just by the way people breathe if they're like who they are. Yeah. Um, but is it deeper than that? It could most definitely be, but they haven't actually come out and said it. But in the last Ascendancy book, you learn about his sister. So there's got to be there's got to be something there. I I if it, it would it would not surprise me if Thrawn if if something came out if Thrawn said it or there was literature or something where it it talks about him being force sensitive because that would that would explain i mean yeah he's big brain but there's there's always there's something else that's there and 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 then it goes back to the whole like give me everything about going into the next episode he wants all the information on ahsoka he knows anakin they've met they've gone on missions together he worked with darth vader to defeat the grisk 
So as soon as he finds out that Anakin Skywalker was her Padawan, that's game over, dude. That's some that's some psycho warfare that she's not ready for. Or maybe her little trip into Dream World prepared her for it. I don't know. We'll find out next week on episode seven of Ahsoka. We got two episodes left, so we're hitting <sighs> we're hitting the nitty gritty. And thankfully, the one thing we didn't want to happen was like arrive at Peridia in episode eight, and we got our wish. I was That's, going to flip a table if they were going to hold on to him to like the last episode. Yeah, and the 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 opening of this episode, I was like, please just be like we're still in hyperspace and not go back to them for the rest of the episode. And I was yes, thank you. Okay, you did it yeah. right. I mean, like, and they didn't even <laughs> hold off until the end. I mean, like, they threw him in the very beginning. Like, I, I'm still surprised that this episode of Ahsoka had nothing to do with Ahsoka. It's it's why. Um, it's why his entrance was so grand on the Chimera because oh my he was god, being all that was awesome so early, as opposed to Ezra, who was like, "Hey, you know, took you long enough, <laughs> just just chilling, like, hey, bud." <laughs> it took a lot. By the way, before we get out, Ezra's casting was perfect. He perfect. talks like him. He looks like him. The blue eyes. Um, those you are know. contact lenses. Oh, you can tell, but still, those are yeah. that's the same color. I, I did a side by side. Oh, it's, and it, he has beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. Same nose, like everything is, mm-hmm. is, is Ezra. So phenomenal job casting. Like Mina Musad would have did a great job. I don't, who, who's this playing Ezra? I forget his name. I don't remember. Um, Ezra. But I think, I think I like him more than, than Mina would have been. Uh, Amanis Fondi. Because I would have just seen Aladdin the entire... I would have been Aladdin with a beard the whole time. I just, I'm just i glad they didn't do that. You know what it was that threw us off? It was the pictures of Amanis Fondi next to young Ezra don't look good. But with his makeup contacts and everything in, it's like, boom. So mm-hmm. It's um, ten, 10 years older. It makes so much sense. Yeah, no, it's it's perfect. Uh, and, and it'll be interesting to have Sabine explain to Ezra how she got there. Uh, so <laughs> that'll be a fun conversation yep. we get to have next week. Uh, but thank you for tuning in to Star Wars and Scotch. We appreciate you. Make sure you go over go over to Tim's channel, uh, youtube.com slash darkness429. You can find me and many, many other people hanging out there. He was playing Magic the Gathering yesterday. He's playing Party Animals. What do we got on the docket uh, for the rest of the week? Uh, I think we're going to do more Magic this afternoon. I'm trying to, uh, instead of doing Warhammer for today, I was trying to see if we could do some more Magic the Gathering. We're, we're in this weird phase right now where it's like starting to get into tabletop stuff and people like it, so... Uh, we found a really cool way to stream uh, Magic the Gathering, and people really liked it, so we're doing that. We got Payday 3 going on right now. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do Lies of P. I was watching some people stream it, and Elden Ring gave me some problems, and I've watched people cry with Lies of P. So I'm just like, I might just hold off on that one for a little bit. But uh, Payday's been a ton of fun. Uh, Spider-Man next week. Spider-Man's next week. We've got, uh, man, what else is coming out? Uh there's a was, lot. It's actually October feels pretty full. I saw a, a TikTok video of a guy who was like, uh, he's like, all right, uh, that was a long Starfield game. 30 hours. I need to go outside and touch grass. I, and he I got up and walked and then um, he got an alert on his phone. He's like, oh, no, Spider-Man came out. Oh, no. <laughs> and he turns around and goes back to the PlayStation. It was very I spent funny. 80. I spent 80 hours in Starfield just and to I, get through the and I haven't even done New Game Plus yet. Yeah, and like, you did the story, and then the four like side story. No, chains. I did this. I did the side story chains first, and then I went and did the story. And okay. I'm glad I did it that way because there was a lot of things that happened very, very quickly that I think would have ruined the um, the side quests. And so I'm really happy that I did it the way that I did because everything kind of played out beautifully for me. So when I start, which I'm planning on starting this weekend, I should do the side missions and then the main so, story. 
so real quick before we get out of here, the way that I would suggest you doing things is if I if I could do it all over again and not not talking about New Game Plus, but if I, if it was me, Tim, first time booting up Starfield, I would have gone and done I would have done the first two story missions the way that I did it. And then instead of going into the Crimson Fleet storyline, which I kind of got like forced into, I would have just gone once I got to Atlantis, I would have gone and done the Vanguard, the UC storyline, because that's really, really fun. It's really cool. And it's a great introduction to all of the lore of Starfield. So you go and you do the UC Vanguard stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you and then I would go do either the Crimson Fleet or the Freestar Collective. And then after that, after all that's done, then go and finish up the um, the main storyline because then you get into like being starborn and like all of that stuff. So it's it's really really cool. So two story missions: Vanguard UC storyline, Crimson Fleet storyline, Free Star Collective storyline. Back to main story. Yeah, I, I mean, like you can go and do the Reugen stuff that's on Neon. Reugen is probably my least favorite out of out of all of the factions. Uh, it wasn't all that great. If you're into corporate espionage, then it'd be really fun. Um, but as far as like a really like grandiose adventure with fun dialogue and like things that are happening, is probably my least favorite. But okay. Neon's a really cool plant. It's a really cool city on a, on a very interesting planet. So, okay, cool, yeah. Oh, and cyber, we got freaking cyberpunk. Yep, oh, cyberpunk yeah. 2.0 drops tomorrow, and then Liberty City drops on Monday. Yeah, I. So. Uh, I'm going to restart. I only had like 15 hours in Cyberpunk, so I'm just going to move on to a new save and make a new character and start over with 2.0. So uh, I'll be jumping into that too. Man, I got a list. My list of games to play is... It's getting uh, long, dude. We're up to 19. So yeah. I, and that is not live service. That is just stories. Yeah. Someone someone touched. said that, that two, 2023 is to video games to what 1981 was for movies. 1982 was for movies because there's so many movies that came out in the early to mid 80s like i like stuff that i still haven't even caught up on yet um yeah and i love the 80s i think that like the movies that came out in the 80s was phenomenal and they're still like it, and i think it was a great analogy because there's just so many video games that were held off during covid and the pandemic and whatnot that have you know, now started to come out you know what you missed and would be a great rainy day like end of the year as things are winding down the expanse telltale game Oh shit! You're right. I keep on thinking about that, and I don't boot it up. There's yes, a Star Trek I love one the Expanse. Too yeah, that came out this year. It's a Star Trek. I don't think Telltale made it, but it's like Telltale esque. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Expanse. Uh, uh. That's on my list. It's so fucking long. Um. Anyway. Uh. So we're gonna get out of here. Yeah. Make sure you head over to Tim. Uh. On YouTube, Darkness Four Two Nine. He's Darkness Four Two Nine everywhere else on the internet. Uh. And I'm Kevin. Everything I do is at RareDrop.co. Uh. If you wanna uh, say hello, it's Kevin Exhibition on Twitter. K Magic One Hundred One everywhere else. We are Star Wars and Scotch. So make sure you rate, review, subscribe. It helps immensely. We have just been getting massive, massive numbers. Uh. uh as Ahsoka's been released, so we want to thank you for that and continue. Uh. The 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 wonderful uh, discussions taking place on social media with all the nice people i'm going to emphasize nice people uh but you have a great week we'll see you next wednesday uh for episode seven of ahsoka um and you know we'll be responding to tweets and messages and discord tim has has star wars chat in his discord my old discord has a spoiler chat so if you want to talk you know things it's protected and people can have conversations after they they watch the show so feel free to hop into the discords and have the conversations as well but until next week May the force be with you. Always. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? 
Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.